Hello and welcome to episode 28 of the Critical Twits Gaming Podcast. Today we've been helping our friend Joe prepare for the UK Nationals and engaging in some hardcore competitive Dice Masters. Yes, hello, this is the 28th episode of the Critical Twits Gaming Podcast. Which means it's had as many episodes as Colin has had years on this planet. Yay! Unless people know me and then it's probably a boo. (laughs) But I'm thinking that, given your current state of health, the podcast probably will outlive you. Excellent. I have a legacy. So, I'm Brian Ennis. I'm Aaron Vinsky. I'm Colin Howard. And we are joined today by our friend of podcast, the Pele of competitive gaming, the Mozart of tournament play, Joe Lewin. Hi. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I don't know if that's strictly accurate, but no. Well, compared to you lot, maybe. Yeah. Okay. So he's that guy down the five-a-side pitch that had a trial for West Ham when he was fifteen <laughs> and then hurt his ankle, but is still really good compared to the fat tubby people. What, like two years ago, I came third in the HeroClix <laughs> National. So yeah, I kind of am. <laughs> <laughs> he's been dining out on it ever since. <laughs> Uh, yes, so back in episode 23, uh, Joe introduced us to Dice Masters. Yeah. Very briefly, it is a hybrid of a dice rolling game and a collectible card game where you build a team of things. Yeah. Uh, there's themed lists around superheroes and fantasy things and such like, but you can mix them up if you so desire, mm-hmm. uh, which we'll probably talk about a little bit in a moment. Um so if you want a full in-depth rundown of that then uh, and you haven't heard that yet stop, go back, listen to that and we will wait Ah, so you're back So since then uh, we came to the conclusion that we actually quite liked Dice Masters Hmm. Colin least of all he wasn't willing to lay down any of, of his hard-earned dollar monies. Yes. On actually getting some of the stuff. Yep, indeed. Uh, but Aaron and I have since gone out and bought some fantasy-themed the Siege of Faerun stuff. Uh, I yeah. got Siege of Faerun, you got... got Battle of Faerun. Battle for Faerun. Battle for Faerun. And yeah. I've also got the uh, Avengers vs. X-Men star set as well now. Yes, you do. Look at you. You're getting really mm. into it. Yeah, um, right. And I actually did, I will I will admit, I did enjoy buying some random blister packs from my friendly local gaming store. Yeah. Which, opening them up and going, it's not the thing I wanted. Yeah. Give me more. I as, as I said to you, when I bought loads of packs and had to resist the urge to put it back on the shelf, I was like, that's exactly the reason I don't like these collectible cargo things, because I spent loads of money on mm. them. Um, so like, and nothing wrong with the system, I just don't like spending loads of money. <laughs> You're yeah. a miser. Yeah. There is this weird... It's addictive. Yeah, of, of opening things just in case. Especially with these, because you get dice inside there. It just feels like you're getting something more what? tangible for your money. I, I kind of mm. like being able to okay. tip the dice yeah. out and then go, oh, I've got these characters. Let's see what rarity they are. It's, yeah. yeah, it's quite a nice... Uh... Yes, so the Nationals, um, what are they, Joe? Explain what they are so that people know if they don't. Um, nationals are something that I believe... I know we have here and in America... Um, I believe they have them over in Germany and everything as well. They are WizKids' way of filtering out the best of the best that will then compete at Worlds, 
which is um, the World Championship yeah. for the game. Um, now, it's a bit different here in Amer- as to America. America get the better version of everything. So they have the Whiskey Opens and then the Nationals. We kind of just have your, your local store stuff and then Nationals. Yeah. Um, so what's going to be happening at the Expo is on Friday there will be a constructed tournament. Um, you make a team of up to eight cards, up to eight characters, um, with up to twenty dice, two basic actions, and you compete against other people for prizes and glory. Prizes and glory. Yes, um, both. What are the prizes like, and how much glory? Um, the prizes are depending on how well you do. Um, top place. There's a couple of full art cards that. Judging by the market at the moment, are worth about two hundred plus dollars. It's not bad. Um, like the the Hulk that I've been using, the one that deals damage to everything, it's a full art version of that, and that's worth lots of money. Yeah. Um, depending on how what they do as well, there's some shiny cards now. Oh, you all looked at me in excitement. Oh, like foil cards. Like foils. Yeah. Oh. Shiny, shiny. Uh, like the Miri Rian that you used. The one yes. There's the shiny one of that. Okay. Yeah. And there's full art versions of Guy Gardner that we saw today as well. Yeah. Um, so there's quite a few different dice mastery things. Um, Would you get entered into the worlds if you won the nationals? Yes. Would you have to then go to America to to play? To yeah, play. I believe so. Uh, it might be in America. I'm not sure where it was. Is this an American sports situation like the World Series of Baseball? <laughs> no, no, no. That you have people from different countries all turn up wherever it's being held and okay, do battle. Uh, it's not like just an American thing. Quite, quite a lot of people make quite a lot of effort. At least they did for Heroclix. Yeah. I'm basing it off that, and they're both WizKids games, so I assume it's pretty yeah. similar. Yeah. Fair enough. This is going to be my first big Dice Masters tournament, though. Cool. Ooh. Do they do more than one set of nationals? Was um, it like the nationals no, for the this, year? This is the nationals for the year. Uh, okay. Like I said, Friday you've got you constructed. Um, Saturday is going to be a draft format. Um, so you, op- I believe it's a rainbow draft, which is quite cool. Everyone opens their packs, all the dice go in the middle, and are lined up with other dice of their sort. So you get kind of like a rainbow, okay. different colours. Yeah. Um, and then the cards get passed around, and you take one at a time to your team okay and you can see what's available because you can see all the dice but you don't know the rarity so it's it's quite a cool format um i've missed the local ones but it seems really cool and i might play in that if i fail to qualify on the friday could you could you qualify from that into the The top eight from friday and the top eight from saturday both go into the nationals on the sunday okay and that will that be rainbow draft or the other one no nationals is just normal constructed you, okay. you build your teams and you go so you could do well in the make it up but then you need to make a team you need to be good enough to have or at least have the right cards to make a team to okay yeah cool how many people are taking part in the first couple of days um, originally it was down for I think if it's probably, nine then no it was, <laughs> it was down for 16 yeah I can get you proper numbers up but um, from the UK national's website you can mm. see how many people have bought tickets mm. Um, originally it was 16 and they sold out pretty quick and I think it's now up to 64 is the max number that's a jump yeah well they've they've opened up ticket spaces for up to 64 Um, when I ordered there were 20-30 people signed up I believe that purchased tickets already Um, so yeah it should be should be a fairly good event cool 
sounds good. So, what sort of? How have you been training? Um, I've been looking a lot. I mean, like, like I said, we um, America has the Whiskers Opens, um, and they've been quite a big thing over the last couple of months. That sounds like something from like a cheesy nineteen eighties spelling bee based comedy. The Whiz Kids Open. <laughs> it's really American. Does. It's the, the Opens. It's there. My it's... daddy won't let me go to the Whiz Kids Open because he says spelling is the devil's work. <laughs> No, if you replace spelling with dice, maybe. But yeah. Possibly, yeah. actually, yeah. yes. Um, but so they have been a quite good way of seeing what the current teams that are doing well are. A way of judging the the current meta, as is the word is used normally like, thrown around in trading card games. I know we will we'll have opinions on the word meta. <laughs> it yes. just seems like a silly card. This. I don't understand it's not, but it seems like a silly concept to me. It, it sounds real like you're using highfalutin language for something that's quite normal. Um, it's like if you were try, going to start talking about the uh, Lacanian subtext in EastEnders. Or the uh, socio-economic effects of going down the corner shop and buying a chocolate bar. It sounds like okay. you're using something really high to describe... Yeah. hard game uh, so it sounds to, to outsiders it sounds ridiculous what do you mean by the meta okay so the metatron voice of god no mega, not him mega, mega. megatron voice of transistor radios and guns um, guns, guns. <laughs> and, the, and a tank briefly and the decepticons um, yes anyway the, the meta uh Decepticon would be a great place for loads of liars to get together and lie to each <laughs> other all weekend <laughs> No, end up lying isn't, that, isn't that just like reunion parties for high schools? Yeah. A convention for spies could be called Decepticon, <laughs> couldn't it? That'd be quite good. <laughs> yes, yes, it would. Um, so, the meta. Uh, what what's meant by it is that with any with any collectible card game, um, cards come out in waves. Yeah, you don't just have here's all the stuff. Off you go. So, initially you had the first few sets. Now, they um, had a certain number of cards in that were really good. Uh, again, the Hulk that we saw today came out in the first set, I believe. Aaron probably has a copy of it in the thing that he bought. Yes, I do, yeah. Um, so, that's been a card that has... People have had to take it into consideration when building their teams. Yeah. Um, Half-Elf Bard is the current big card that everyone is having to take into consideration and we all saw why today yes it's yes. ridiculous now that that kind of is what's referred to as by the meta now i know that the um the overall uh in the sort of in the grand scheme of things these cards are the power cards they are the cards that are going to cause problems not always these cards these teams could be ones that are causing problems mm. like bard blitz it's very quick it's fairly um reliable in what it does it can play beyond just the early game, and it's it's quite scary to fight against. Yeah. So that that existing as a as an entity shapes what everyone else is using. Now I'm building my team around the fact that that exists and is a scary prospect for me to fight. Yeah. So because I've altered what I'm doing because of something else existing, you create this. Sort of meta this, game, yeah. The meta meaning overall or uh, overarching. So that's it. Yeah. So yeah. 
there are things that everyone, whether or not you think it will turn up, you've got to plan for. Yeah. Yes. And because certain cards come to prominence or or drop off depending on what's available, if there's counters, etc., it you you need to have an idea of what's expected, what the big what the big players are at the moment. Yeah. Um, you could turn it into footballing terms in that if everyone was going. Four, three, three. Would that be an acceptable yeah. formation? Well, not, no, not no, given the current situation. Ah, so now, the current, that's it, <laughs> yeah. the current meta yeah. that wouldn't work. But if everyone started doing that, you might go, "Oh, well, we're gonna." So you're talking football-wise when Barcelona, well, Ajax and then Barcelona decided that short passing possession games were the way to win football. Yeah. So if matches. everyone adopted that, your current your current meta is short passing possession games. Yeah, so you're either going to do that... Or you're going to try and find the... something that will break the meta. Yeah, so yeah. then you get lots of teams playing 4-1, 4-1. The other two have gone mad. Like, <laughs> mad! We're, we're possessing Barcelona. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, I don't want people on the internet to get confused. I'm not into football. I don't care. But I can quite happily make the analogy for, for others. Um, Isn't 4 yeah. 3 4 the video game industry? So it's also a good video. Yay! I suppose what, what you mean by that is that you have a difference between the local game you're playing with your friends, which is based around the cards that they've got and the way that they play, yes. and the overall game. So, for instance, when we've been playing Malifaux, I know that certain things will work really well against you guys, mm-hmm. but probably wouldn't work if I was to go on to tournament play or to yeah. go down my friendly local gaming store and play because... They're taking from everything. It's not knowing what sort of individual tastes and collections are. It's what's working best overall. That's exactly it. Yeah. Because because you have the internet, you have all this information coming from everywhere. If someone going, mm. oh, my friend's using this and it's really hard. They go, oh, well, just take this thing and shoot it in the head. Yeah. Job done. Oh, now that's a thing. Now you have to counter that. And it's when all these things come together um, and these global communities that we have on Facebook and everything enable this so much more now. So, yeah, there is a local meta. Uh, down the shop, we, we play against each other, and I know what they run. Yeah. But what beats them doesn't necessarily beat what I'm expecting to see at Nationals. Yeah. Fair enough. Good. So, what Joe did for us, because I said Colin, I don't know, lives in a skip and has no money. <laughs> um, and Aaron and myself are sort of very new, and we, I've not actually built a list. No, yeah. I've just looked at my cards and go, oh, I could have lots of dragons. I don't know if it's any good, but I could have dragons. <laughs> yeah, so we've we've played a few games, but mostly with things that were provided, all like the basic cards at yeah. the starter set. So, Joe, you built us four of, sort of the top tournament-style lists, the ones that are at the top of that meta. Yes. Um, judge, judging by what I've seen from results from... Um, the Whiskey's Opens over in America and other things that people are collectively losing their shit about. Um, there are certain teams that have like, risen to prominence. Um, did you want me to go through those now? Yeah, just like a brief one on each okay. one. Mm. Um, I'm we, gonna... all, we all took one and then we played each other, yeah. basically. Is, is why I was going with that. Yeah. Um, I, I'm going to use generic card game terminology that most people should yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I'll I'll tell you if he's lying about any of the lists in order to confuse potential um, <laughs> opponents. Um, 
I only do that on the one I plan on using. Yes. Um, <laughs> I'm using Mr. Potato Head, Captain Kirk, and a Dyson vacuum I cleaner. I use Kirk, I hate him. But why? Because <laughs> Patrick Stewart is better. Yes. Yeah. So the four teams are made up. We had um, Guy Rush, which is using the... Lots Guy- of men. Lots of men, yes. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Running aggressively. Hey, guy! <laughs> Uh, it's, it's using the Guy Gardener from the starter set that gets boosted up when other dice attack with him to deal damage early and put yourself in a good yeah. position. Yeah, so it's a rush list. It's, which a, is, it's an aggro rush list. So it, yeah. that quick is and quick and hard and getting things out quickly. But struggles if the game goes too long. Yes. And normally revolves around some kind of gimmick. Um, they don't always, but this one kind of does. Yeah. Dice Masters yeah. works that way. Um the next one we have is very similar in its style, at least. It shared 50% of its cards with it as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, which was the Bard Blitz. Now, this is the the current meta-shaping team. It yeah. is the thing to beat. Um, all based around the new Half-Elf Bard, which, again, buffs up everything rather than just itself for having different attackers on the field. So you need a variety of other models rather than relying on lots of one, yeah. not models, dice. dice. Yes. <laughs> it's all right. you, do, you do start to see them as models after you've rolled them and put them in your pl- in place, like that's a model now. Yes. I don't. Yeah. Colin had I announced that he had set up earlier, which I thought was brilliant. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> did you measure six inches for your deployment, Sam? Uh, I did. <laughs> But you didn't use a tape measure. How did you? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, the third list was a Batman family list. Yeah, uh, much more of a combo kind of mid-range, I guess, uh, list that revolved around repeatedly murdering Alfred to make <laughs> your other things better. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. We'll talk more about them individually, but I, I did spot with Aaron because I wanted to have a go at that one because it was quite humorous. Um, yeah. And then the last list is what I plan on using, which is... <laughs> ah, the smoosh, smoosh move! It's brilliant. Uh, no, I plan on using a, a polymorph and Hulk control list with a couple of things thrown in to answer the big questions certain teams are asking at the moment yes so Colin yes which one did you play I played Guy Rush how did you find rushing guys um (laughs) it was pretty good Joe's correct um later on I began to struggle if I didn't get the game over in the first three four turns people would start building up and I'd go oh bollocks (laughs) <laughs> I wouldn't have the stuff to get out. The main character, the, the kind of set is built around being Guy Gardner. Guy Gardner um, is really good and hits like a ton of bricks. But having to attack every turn when that's mostly what I bought ends up being quite bad, especially when I was trying to headbutt the Hulk one <laughs> by one. Yeah, the the problem I saw with that list because I, I played you first was that. The Guy Gardner, you use a, a card called Big Entrance. Yes. Yeah. Which allows you to buy him for a single point of energy, which means you can buy lots and lots of him quite quickly. Yes. Because uh, you're rolling four dice a turn, and right at the beginning there's a maximum of four energy. Yeah. In your second turn, you could, in theory, buy four of him if you so desire. Yeah. And then for every other dice on the field, each dice of his gets plus one attack. So he's quite he's 
because he's quite cheap anyway. He's he's normally two energy, but big entrance makes him cheaper. Yeah, you were you were sort of able. You could have got four of him out, which means they'd all be at sort of plus three to attack. You could be each model could model each dice could be hitting for five points of damage, potentially maybe even six. Seven is the highest. Seven. Yeah. Seven was what four four is his highest. Yeah, yeah, you wouldn't have been able to get. The four, is the 4-4 four, four, do you have to pay for it's it it's a 1 yeah it's so a 1 but you within the second the third six. or fourth turn you could be hitting for upwards of 28 points of damage yeah. yeah if your opponent's got a slow list they might not actually have anything to block that with and you could be you could be winning the game in the third or fourth turn while they're still setting up the problem you've got is that guy gardner has to attack yes is who is guy gardner uh, he is one of the original just, lanterns. Yes, yeah. he's he, not just some guy who works with trees. <laughs> no, no, it's <laughs> that gardener mean? guy. Just, just saying. The problem Colin had with that, I think, was that because you had to to attack. Yes, you lost control of what you were doing. You couldn't build up. No, yeah. no. I mean, I found ways of doing it. Um, a couple of le- um, later on using different cards to draw out my other cards so that I had a big pile just to run in all at once. Um, I found, because I was, when I was playing you initially, throwing everything in, holding everything back, apart from Guy, who then you would block, and then he'd come back to my pile again. Yeah. Um, Worked quite well, and I did that against Aaron repeatedly, just sent them out each turn, but then I always had them for the next... Yeah. Go. Um, yeah, if they get knocked out, they get rolled again. So yeah. it's a kind of a 50 50 chance that they might not come yeah. back, but you get a re roll maybe 25%. Yes. You might be able to buy a re roll. Yeah. But there is a chance. I mean, I, I found I could never roll what I wanted. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I yeah. did find it had, I don't know what the card is called because we didn't have the card. We used a post it note for it, um, but doing <laughs> the damage. Uh, Luke Cage from yeah. the new Civil War set. Yes, he was very useful because you use a fist. Uh, it's one of the energy types in the game um, <laughs> to deal a point of damage to both players basically and one of the games I won against Aaron um, two actually two in fact um, by playing four fists well very early on smacking him for large amounts of damage and then finishing him off with a number yeah. of fists I had so it worked really well against slower build teams against yeah. slower build teams what I would do against that, um, and we'll move on to Aaron's list in a moment, but Aaron has um, Batgirl, the Babs character, yeah, Bat- yeah. Batgirl, who every time she gets hit, she deals four damage to um, opposing... Is it opposing uh, you can characters? Or? Four damage to opposing characters split as you please. Yes. Yeah. So... I would be putting those down going he's got to attack me so my, I will be able to block and get my ability off if I had hulks like Joe I'd be putting those down because that again that does damage yeah. um, and if you've got something like that that actually likes being hit or has an ability when it gets hit yeah. that You're that list runs into it yes. and I would expect a lot of lists to have something like that in case they see that their opponent Aggressive. is playing that Um Yes, potentially. Uh, I mean, the thing with Guy Rush is that it actually has a like the the biggest question recently has been that it it can hit you for lethal damage to end the game on turn three if it rolls perfectly. Yeah. 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 Now, if it goes first, you've had a chance to roll eight sidekick dice. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you've gotten loads of pawns and slowed yourself down by not using that energy, yeah, yeah. 
surviving that's difficult. Which is exactly the problem I had. Um, um, by the time I was able to get anything like perhaps out to protect and do yeah. those things, the I was already down to that. Do four damage, that's it, kill me. I can't do anything. As I recall, I think the first game we played, you had a pawn out which stopped me killing you, otherwise, it would have been turn three dead. Yeah, Yeah. but we worked out as the next on that one, the next turn, I'd have beaten you. Yes, because you you had you were ready, everything was ready. Yeah, and when when you played me, Colin, I you you beat me in the in five turns in the very first game, it's the first time you'd used it. Uh, but then I beat you in the next two games yes. because I knew what you were doing and I was I was countering. slowing myself down uh, but I was also sort of picking and choosing around what you were doing was able to kind of yes I, you left your I deliberately left you defenceless when I wanted to hit you by letting you run through yeah. which means yeah. your models recycle rather than get knocked out and potentially come back into the game straight away one of the big answers that's been built into the list uh, this is both Guy and Bard Lists. Yeah, I mean, we'll um, talk about Bard next, I think, because they're similar. Yeah, I mean, you you can talk about it then, to be fair, but Prismatic Spray yes, is on yeah. both, and probably was utilised better by you than, I don't think, Colin used it too much. I tried mm. to, it never bloody came yeah. up. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the problem when you've got four guys, yeah. four of something else, yeah, multiple yeah. spiders. Just think it's, it's probably worth mentioning, because people will go, well, you, Prismatic Spray beats those things. Yeah, um, yeah, it, it it was there, and it, it you know, but it doesn't always roll. Yeah, you I mean, want that to. yeah. My list yeah. was similar then, which was the Bard Blitz. Yeah, but worked slightly different. It's not quite as quick, it, but it can be. Yeah, um, it uses the Bard, and the Bard buffs so makes both the attack and defense stronger. Mm. So. Uh, it's, it's more expensive than Guy. Guy Gardner, but has a better effect because it also keeps your models in the game. Yes, because it, it stops them getting sort of knocked out. Your guys were attacking me for sort of eight points of damage, but only having two defence. So I just poked them a little bit, and we took Both each other out. Uh, whereas I was finding my models, if they were getting blocked, were bouncing back, and I could use them next turn. I could use them next turn. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, yeah, the Bard, the Bard Blitz uses that model and then a variety of sort of cheap things yeah and it uses another lantern miri riam miri riam yes Mi- not miriam <laughs> miri riam miri riam m-i-r-i <laughs> space r-i-a-m yeah so so it uses maxine uh, <laughs> i'm finding that miri riam really hard to say because <laughs> my brain's going to say it wrong um <clears throat> uses her and some very very cheap one point dice morphing jars morphing jars which when you field a mirror room she only costs two so yeah. it's quite easy to, to, to get on uh, she can then take a used dice and bring it with her as long as it costs it's it's mildly complicated but basically in that list it, it brings in one point th- uh, thing you could use it with other lanterns and increase what you're bringing in uh, so you could bring another two point models and such like that uh, models dice <laughs> two point dice um, but it, it worked nicely and it was that seems to be the quickest ways to get those ones in because the bard buffs and makes better everybody that's attacking with him you want lots of things to attack so they're a really cheap way and what I was doing was you'd roll your dice you'd have your Miri Riam in there you'd be hoping for a mask or a colourless energy uh, no the 
question mark that's any kind of energy yeah, that wild. you like. Yeah. You would wild, that's what it's called. You would buy one of these morphing jars. It goes into the used pile because you just bought it, so it's waiting to come back through. And then when you field her, you can take it straight away. So you end up, for using two dice, you end up with two models in the uh, attack bit ready to go. Yeah, uh, Miri's in both lists. She's in the, yeah. the guy list and that list. Yeah. Um, she's got a little bit more flexibility in the guy list because her, her ability to drag things out of the used pile is directly proportional to how many different lantern colours are in play. So if you've got three different lantern colours, so Miri being pink, Guy being red, and if you had, I don't know, Worf, Worf yeah, in there that's blue, you could bring a three-cost character. No, he's a weird elephant. Thing. Not not the... Not, sorry, I just I just made a head-based gesture to indicate <laughs> Worf from Star Trek. Not him. Uh, <laughs> it's Worf rather than Worf. Okay. Not a Worf, <laughs> which is like a pier or jetty. No. Okay. <laughs> Nautical information, Colin doesn't understand. Um, <laughs> or a posh person trying to say worth. Yes. What is it worth? <laughs> yes. Nice. Pretty much exactly that, yeah. That's exactly, um, <laughs> Someone so, else do jokes. So sh- she is... Um, Actually better in the, the other list, in Colin's list. Yeah, it's the reason the morphing jar's in there. Now, if you yeah. were using a different another lantern colour frequently and you had them in the field quite often... You might replace Morphing Jar with a slightly more useful two-cost character. Yeah. Um, but that's obviously dependent on how you've built your list. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the bard, you basically you, you bring out your bards, you people up with cheap Miri's Morphing Jars, some NPCs. There are a couple other characters I could have bought in, but I never really bothered. No. And then everything gets... It's not plus one for every attacking dice. It's plus one for every different type of attacking dice. So you'd have, uh, you'd have four different types of dice. You'd have the bard, the NPC, Miri, and the, the jars. So that's three different dice. The one that's attacking. So everything would get plus three, plus three. Yeah. And I was doing insane amounts of damage whenever I was ending the game. I think I got up to over 60. 61, 61 against. You, Aaron, you, yep. look, you look miserable at me across yeah. the table. <laughs> How did that feel, dude? <laughs> Painful. Because <laughs> you got twenty life points. Yeah, it's like killing three of three players. At yeah, once. I should have because we were playing we were playing crosswise on the same <laughs> table. I should have killed everyone. Yes. <laughs> this is, um, I think, one of the things that we sort of said today. That's actually probably the prob- one of the big problems with Bard is that it stacks. Yes. Yeah. So if Bard gives you all plus three plus three, two Bards gives you plus six plus six. Three bars gives you plus nine, plus nine. And again, when you're talking about a game that only has 20 life points, being able to stack such high numbers onto a what was a 1-1 one, one sidekick or yeah. NPC is terrifying. Yeah, you're, you're taking the basic... So the basic white dice that you roll that you get eight of to start with, um, one of the sides is a, a sidekick or NPC, if you, but it's all the same thing, or a monster in Yu-Gi-Oh! No, they're also sidekick. They're called sidekicks. Yes. Uh, Characters are monsters in Yu-Gi-Oh. Monsterlets. Baby monsters. What do monsters have? Children. Children. Puppies. <laughs> puppies, right. We'll call them puppies. Yes. Okay. Monster puppies. Uh, you take it, it, it has one point of attack, one point of defence. Yeah. With three bards and a couple of other things on there as well, it's got ten um, attack and ten hit points. 
which is actually better than the base stats for any other dice in the game. Yeah, so it, it rapidly kind of amps up, and that you kind of you're buying a variety of dice deliberately to to maximise that in that in that yeah. list. Um, and then there's a couple other things that that you take. So it was the ring yep. I had that let me turn. I could pay a point of any colour energy, and then I could bring a used energy dice out and put it on any face I want. So I was using that quite often to bring in another um, another sidekick because essentially what I want to do is swamp you with so many dice that you can't block everything. Yeah. Two or three of them get through, but they're pumped up to the point where you're just going, oh, I can't actually win. Yeah. Aaron looks really unimpressed. <laughs> well, I suppose <laughs> its, its biggest weakness there is attacking the bards. If you've got cards that... Um, such as Hulk, which I'm sure Joe will talk about this in a minute, where you poke him for a, a point of damage and then he zaps everything else in some clever combination that I wasn't really paying attention to. <laughs> um, you can kill half the which you can kill half the stuff on the board, including yes. the bards. Yeah. At which point you've only got a load of weak little minions yeah. that are going to do bugger all damage. Yeah, and when Joe's saying he's playing a control list. Is it a list? It's a team, I think. A control team. Quite often, they're the abilities that you're trying to control. So you had Constantine, mm-hmm. who... Which version of Constantine is uh, it? Hellblazer. Hellblazer. Oh, super I hero. love Constantine, by the way. Because <laughs> he's not a superhero. He's an angry He's an angry man who smokes too much and knows a bit too much for his own good. Yes. Yeah. And I can, can empathise. Um, <laughs> but he lets you name a card and say its ability doesn't work. And I was using something similar, a prismatic spray that you buy in, uh, again, from the D&D set. And you roll that, and if you roll its ability, none of the text on your opponent's cards work. None of the text on your opponent's characters Characters, yes. If you've got gear or... Like the kryptonite that Aaron had in the Batman family, they're not affected by it. I liked the touch of the kryptonite in the Batman yeah. family. <laughs> yeah. Didn't, no interest in seeing that, what appears to be terrible, awful film. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it was quite cool. I liked Batman versus Superman comics when I was younger. It was yeah. quite good. Um, so I liked that as a little touch. But yes, it, it stopped. So it's almost, it was in the list to counter the control of yes. the other person. So you have that in your rush list to go ha and one of these just to stop you doing stuff yes. the other thing I was using was cloud kill which does a single point of damage to all the opponent's characters not enough to kill nearly every, anything apart from sidekicks but then your opponent has to pay energy to block and most people spend their energy in their turn yeah. Yeah. some people keep some back but when I'm massing with eight different things because I've built up and built up and built up and I need that variety and then going, right, you need to pay energy to block, and then six things get through, hit you for eight points of damage each, and we end up with the ridiculous numbers we were talking yeah. about. Yeah. So, yeah, I quite enjoyed that uh, once I got my head round it. Mm. Um, it was quite good. But it seems quite mean. Rush lists seem really mean. Yeah. Because <laughs> you're essentially you're aiming to finish the game as quickly as possible. Before your opponent gets a chance to play properly. Yeah, yes. and that's that's quite a hard... You know, in a, friend, in a friendly gaming atmosphere... It's quite a dick thing to do. Incompe- <laughs> Hardcore competitive gaming! Then that's absolutely fine. Yeah. But, you know, if I was to turn up to, Aaron, let's play Dice Masters. Oh, I've beaten Smash. you 4 0, and we've been playing for, for 10 minutes. Like, yeah, fuck off. We'll yeah. play it again. Yeah, yeah. screw you. Um, 
What about your list, Darren? It's um, about family list. Yes, and this was the list I was most interested in because, as I mentioned in episode 23, I like the idea of theming a list. Yes. And I know you do as well. Yes, and theming-wise, it worked very well. It did. I just don't think it was perfectly set up. It's not great against rush lists, unfortunately. I, to say it's not great against rush lists seemed a bit of an understatement, to be honest. <laughs> there's, there's ways around it. Yes. There are ways around it. Uh, but it's a slightly slower list compared to the other two. Um, so, in essence, you've got Alfred, who um, is your wall of defence. This is, is MI5 Alfred. MI5 isn't it? Alfred, yeah. So, he's nice and cheap and quick and easy to buy. So, he's one of the things you tend to buy quite early on. And he has a nice special ability that when he's KO'd, if you have any energy in your use pile, you can. When he. Energy dice. Uh, sidekicks or Batman dice. Sidekicks or Batman dice, that's the words in the users on it. In your use pile, you can roll it. If it comes up as energy, Alfred comes back onto the field again on, on his level one side. Yeah, um, pain in the arse. He's an absolute pain in the arse. So he's constantly, he's almost constantly in there. And this actually is quite. If it works, is the way you deal with the rush list because you make a yes. wall of Alfreds. Yeah, yeah. They get knocked out, and quite often in the rush list, you might have something like magic missile, so you can start taking out model. Um, yeah. Oh my god, dice, dice to but block. They just come straight back but he on. just comes straight back yeah. on. Yes. Yeah. So actually, it, it does have that built it in. It does. But I remember I played you, and you, I knocked out three Alfreds, and you rolled three sidekicks. Sidekicks, which is a one in six chance on each one, so yeah. over a one in two hundred yeah. chance, and okay. left yourself completely defenceless. Yes. Which was nice. Um, I punched you in the face and you died. Yeah. But we managed to get you back alive for the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> but essentially what you're doing is putting him in place to defend yourself. And um, you're looking to buy either Batgirls early on uh, or Babs. Because uh, she's got the, the special ability. When she takes damage, she can do four points, as we mentioned before, spread yeah. across whatever thing. So you can start reducing weaker lists down if yes. they attack um, or various Batman incarnation combos um, you're either buying your basic action dice um, i trying to remember the name of the one Vigilante Justice I Vigilante believe. Justice yeah and um, when when one of your dice is KO'd yes, uh, you, you may KO an opponent's non-Batman family dice yeah. So you completely destroy their defensive wall, so you can set up your one or two Batman dice, which tend to have fairly high stats on them already, but get lots of extra shiny boosts when things on your own team are KO'd, which you can, if you've got the Golem, like we were set up with, you can knock out two of your Alfreds. To buy a golem. To buy a golem, and which then, then boosts up Batman. Yeah, uh, well, it boosts up Dick uh, Grayson. Dick Grayson, yeah. Um, um, but what you what 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 you could do? You were rolling. You roll your vigilante justice. Batman then becomes unblockable. Is it unblockable? He, no, um, that's part of Dick Grayson's ability. Yeah. yeah what's um, it? Batman gets when he when he uses oh, special. Action? Yes. No. We were also using the Yellow Lantern Batman, uh, mm. Bruce Wayne of Earth. Um, <laughs> Who, if you have used a basic action this turn, is unblockable. Yeah, that's it. And then you have the Dick Grayson, who, when he attacks, he if you block him, he still damages your opponent. Yeah. yeah. But he gets really annoyed if you knock out other Batman family figures. Yes. 
ages. Die. <laughs> <laughs> I might just make some models just to sit <laughs> yeah. on my cards. Yes. Um, Actually, I, I, you could use Heroclix. I'm mildly, I'm mildly tempted to buy the Batman miniatures game because I wasn't sure if it was going to be a crappy little spin-off or a good game and it's still going and it actually looks quite interesting mm. hmm. and I could pretend to be the Joker fair enough so I might steal some models from that not steal bye um, yeah sorry Aaron yeah no but yeah that's essentially the game you're sort of in a long run the game so yeah. set up your Alfreds and Golems as a defensive line and then wait until there's an opportunity where you're Dick Grayson's or Batman's or whatever are super pumped up and powered to go smash somebody in the face for yeah. loads of damage in a single turn yeah. or two. Yeah. When we swap briefly, because we finished our games quite quickly, yeah. I want I wanted to get four Alfreds down and a couple of Dick Grayson's. Yeah. At which point I'd then knock out all four Alfreds. Yeah. To make golems. Because they've been knocked out to do it, I'd then get to roll again mm-hmm. and hopefully keep three or four of them knock them out again keep pumping them the dick racings up by plus two each time yeah. at which point you then just go right I attack they do 20 damage between them you've lost because even if you block them they hit. They carry on and hit you yeah. that's kind of the thing so it has a it's not a rush but it has a a similar it's a, stacking mechanic yeah it's almost a on. slow build followed by a nuclear explosion yes yeah, yeah. when it if it, when it goes if off if you can get yeah, yeah. yeah. if it goes off very, I can't imagine well, anything in my list would have survived. Well, this is the thing. I mean, I'm it. saying it's a slow build list. I was finding by turn four, maybe turn five, if I'd actually roll the dice properly and pick the right things up for, I was ready to do that. Yes. Just unfortunately, like with yours and the rush list, by You're a turn, turn late. four, yes. Yeah, by turn three, I've got it. multiple models. This yeah. is it. And I mean, going, going back to what I said earlier, this is the, the big reason that um, Guy Rush and initially and then Bard Blitz have shaped the meta because teams like that yeah. would have been all the rage they'd, they'd been doing so well mm. but there's now these two Which, new newcomers that have turned up that are just rushing in there and beating them before they get a chance to get going yeah yeah, yeah. Sounds good. So the last one then, Joe, is your kind of your control list, the slowest list of all. We've gone through them in speed. Yes, in, yeah. in speed order. Yes, the slowest of all the lists. Um, I am using a control team that is based around uh, Polymorph and Hulk. Now, I've been working on this team and changing things around for months now, uh, trying to find the right build. Um because with with most of these games, you, you I either find you are playing a a deck or a team that will pose a question to your opponent. So, Bardrush, how are you going to deal with my? Can you bar? stop me? Yeah, yeah, quick enough. Um, whereas a control list doesn't necessarily do that. It more provides answers. Yeah, it answers the the questions. Yes, yeah, so and you're trying to answer. All the big questions in the meta. Yes. yes. There we go. Understanding. Yeah. Um, Patronising. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I've been I've been looking at what what the the big cards are, what's going to be, um, what the teams are that are going to pose the biggest questions and and trying to answer them. Um, Would I be right in saying this is the hardest kind of list to build? 
because it's quite easy to go. Oh, I found this thing that's really powerful. I'm going to throw it at people. Whereas I with found the control this thing list, that's really fast that I can throw. Yeah, yeah, with the control list, you're going. Well, I need to deal with that, but also what they might do, also what they might do. It requires the biggest knowledge of the game. Yeah, I would say so. It requires the questions to make the answers. Yeah, you need to know what the questions people are going to ask are before you can yeah, provide yeah. those answers. Well, I yeah. think especially if you're a new player, you you go. I like dice. Yeah, I like cards. Oh, it's they are they are not for for new players. I mean, um, I when I used to play Magic the Gathering, I just played Rush because yeah. I didn't have an in-depth knowledge of the game. I yeah. didn't want to have to guess what they were going to do. Yeah, Dice Master doesn't have that. I can see what the opponent has and go right. This is the that's the question they're answering because I can see. Yeah. It. Now, um, I'll qu- I'll quickly mention a couple of the cards I've picked and what they answer. Yeah, yeah. Um, the one of the questions that I think will we will come up will be uh, uh, Green Goblin Gobby uh, and or the Lantern Ring as a team. Now both of these are focused around doing direct damage to your opponent, not combat damage, not running in and punching you. Um, Gob- for Gobby, if he's fielded, he yeah. deals a damage to your opponent equal to the number of sidekicks in your field. Okay. So if you go, I've got four sidekicks, you field him, he does four damage to the opponent. Yes. Um, Really nasty with Parallax. Yes. Allowing the re-rolls, because you re-roll him back to to energy, and you re-roll him and field him again. Yeah. And he just does lots of damage. Uh, Lantern Ring teams, when you attack with a character, if the Lantern Ring is active, it deals damage to your opponent equal to the number of energy in your reserve pool that matches the energy it's used. So you generally will pick an energy type and your entire team will be made up of that energy type. Yeah. To focus on getting lots of that energy in reserve, attacking with characters off that energy and smashing people. Yeah, when you buy a when you buy a character, it has three sides that are it being a thing on the battlefield and then three sides that are energy, energy. Yeah. and it provides the same type of energy it costs to buy it. Yes. So you're doubling down on your, your energy types. Exactly. Yeah, to make it easier for you to get the um, right energy to buy more of the things. And there are cards that uh, facilitate this a little bit as well. The Iceman that allows you to turn any number of your sidekicks over to bolts. Yes. On a bolt team with the Lantern Ring. Scary. Yes. Because um, yeah. if you get four characters in the field that are bolts and five lightning bolts and attack before they can even block you've done 20 damage yeah mm. Mm, very nasty so I've picked one character to deal with those teams and that is Captain America Super Soldier mm-hmm. um, deals all damage dealt to you by um, actions and abilities it reduces all damage to one okay so you've got five energy you attack with your four things I'm taking four damage yeah so it slows that down Yes, long yeah. enough for me to stop it to build. That's it. Um, and actually, I mean, if you take that because they've attacked, they then yeah. leave themselves defenceless, thinking they were going to win the game. Yep. Yeah. And you or can... if they're clever, they realise it's not going to work. But then you've stopped them doing their big gimmick, and they've got to think round they've, it. They've got to figure out a secondary. Win yeah, condition. and I suppose yeah. yeah, if they if they've built their list entirely round one thing. thing, and you've countered that, yeah. they can re- can really leave them floundering. That that's the idea, um, which is what I found struggle with. I had a way of stopping your cards, but, but my list was built around one thing, and I was running into a wall, yeah. and it didn't work. You beat me all three times. Yes, um, and this is it. You, we've been. I've got Hulk in there. Um, I have been 
umming and ahhing for weeks about whether or not to use Jade Giant. That when me or Hulk takes damage, he KOs an opposing character. Yeah. Or Green Goliath, when me or Hulk takes damage, he deals damage to all opposing characters. That, what from my point of view, that uh, the second one dealing multiple damage yes. really hurt my stuff because although. It's all I'm quite... doing a lot of high damage because it stacks with the plus one attack from Guy. Most of my stuff only had two hit points. And you were, what, knocking out six, seven people a turn? Yep. And as long as I kept the lightning bolt free... Which is all you had to do. I, I could I, keep I was, doing that. I mean, I kept re-rolling them, kept refilling them, and then you were just electrocuting them again, and I could not get anything out, let alone get anything through to attack you because there was a Hulk in the way. This is it. So, so he deals with any kind of swarmy kind of lists. Um, now, I had before this evening had my head set on taking um, Jade Giant because I'm scared of the mirror match. Someone else has a Hulk. You have to perform what's commonly referred to as Hulk math. Well, my Hulk's going to do two damage to you. Then your Hulk's going to do two damage to me, and they're going to go backwards and forwards until one's dead. Yes, but, yeah. but when one dies, it still triggers its damage. So most of the time, both die. So you've got to really try and figure out how you can kill theirs without yours dying. It's a situation that's... that's so is it, so it gets locked in a loop. It doesn't go, I'm hit, I do it, well, and, no, and it only gets activated Hulk takes once. damage, so deals... So if I say I zap my Hulk for one with Magic Missile, yeah, yeah. he takes damage, does two damage to the opponent's team. Yeah. If they've got Hulk fielded... Hulk has now taken damage. So Hulk will yep. do two damage to my team. And this will go backwards and forwards. Oh, God. An interaction I don't like is that if the damage my Hulk causes to their Hulk kills their Hulk, he still does his damage back. Yeah. I, I understand why it does. I'm not asking to change it, but I just don't personally like it. I think if the damage kills them, they shouldn't be able to use when damaged yeah. abilities. Yeah. Grab a prismatic spray, Joe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I, prismatic spray is, one of, is probably my favourite Dice Masters card. Yeah, I think it's amazing. It answers nearly everything. It's so good. It just doesn't fit in what I'm running. Yeah, sadly. Um, but yes, uh, after some talks with with Brian actually about changing the Bar Blitz team, um, and suddenly going, oh my god, human paladins a thing. Yeah, using Jade Giant actually seems like a bad idea. So I'm going to stick with Green Goliath. Um, what else is in there? Oracle. Oracle oh, Oracle is a pain in the uh, in the backside. Yes, making everyone pay more for yeah. their. And I didn't see her coming. Uh, so she's in there because it again it it controls it slows people down. Um, I was originally using Jinzo, which for you guys is a character that when the opponent uses an action dice or global ability, they have to pay two life to do so. Oh, that's harsh. It is. But it doesn't stop them. No. And that's the problem. Oracle makes them pay one extra to do any global ability. Yeah. That really limits the amount of global abilities you can do. Yes, because most of the time you're scraping by. This is it. If you've got three energy open and seven life and you want to do three global abilities, don't really care that I'm going to take six damage if it's going to win you the game. If it's going to win, yeah. But if you've got three energy open and you need to do three global abilities and each one costs you one extra you can do one yes. not three well for example that would stop my global payer fist take yes a it would cost you a fist and another energy every time yeah so instead of going oh I've got four I can win the game it's oh I need 
eight, yeah. which I just can't physically roll. So while I like the damage from Jinzo, it doesn't perform. Also, no. Oracle's too cheap at Jinzo, it's a six cost. Um, yeah. Yeah, everything else. I've, got, I've, I've put a few other cards in there. Mirror's in there for her global to stop huge bits of damage coming through. Professor yeah. X is in there to speed yeah. it up a bit. Uh, but that's essentially yeah because you kind of need to rush to get your defences in place because yeah. of the rush team because because of the, ru- yeah. the Professor X sits there and allows you to basically recycle your energy yeah I mean most mo- like be rolling more dice each turn which gives you more options more things you can do exactly yeah um, he that I mean we were talking before about because we've talked about building lists and actually yeah. I found the whole concept completely massively intimidating because mm. Thank you, Joe. You're very kind, helping out new players, and gave me an hour and a whole bunch of cards. And then I was going right. I've got like eighty cards, and I need to narrow that down to eight. You know, not even where do I start? To start, and every single one does something different. Yeah, having gone through this, now I'm what I'm going to do. I'm going to look through the cards again, and I'm going to be looking for those little tricks and ideas, and going right. I want this would be really cool. I like the Bard list. I'm a big fan of themed lists, so I'd want to have a bard and some other D and D style adventurers, um, and you know, do the um, the whole the bard buffs the adventuring party so you thing want from Dungeons a, and Dragons. A bard, a fighter, a cleric. Yes, um, I want elven thieves. Yes, el- I've, the elf thieves is amazing. Um, and I will break my theming uh, of just sticking from one list because I want to take big entrance. Yes. Because I want to speed up the bard list, mm-hmm. but also in my mind, it's um, the the adventuring party get to the door, they kick in the door, and they burst into the room to fight the encounter. So yeah. in my mind, it still fits. Although that's a card from is that from the Avengers? Uh, no, Green it's, Lantern. Yeah, it's from War of Light. War of Light, and that's meant to be you know the advent the superhero party arrives and does its thing um, I think in my mind I can justify it yes. I might even ask Colin to draw me a picture of an adventuring party kicking in a door yeah why not uh, just 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 for the card as we discussed in episode 23 you can customise your, your own card yeah. as long as you keep the text the same no. uh, yeah. yes cool. um, what, what the, the general rule is if you want to make a custom card there are templates online as well which yeah. is pretty cool yeah. um, make it dead easy actually put your own images in and stuff really, yeah. really as long nice. as you have the original card with it to show yes so, so if, you, if you had it in a um, obviously in a friendly play you just do whatever you like like yeah. we were just trying things out with a post-it note with a post-it note <laughs> not because we didn't have the card but it was one of the ones that was in multiple lists so Joe didn't have 46 of the no same actually Luke Cage I don't have so oh okay and it, as he was only there for the global we literally had a post-it note with pay one fist do yeah. one damage with a player on it yeah there's what's the app called Transition Zone. Transition Zone, you can actually look at all the cards and what's on them. And build teams. And build teams. And, you know, some of these cards, unless you're going to go pot luck and you're going to be very lucky to pick out what you want, generally, trading or buying, you're saying Mm -hmm. some of the the cards are worth quite a bit of money because lots of people want them or they're very rare or both. To be honest, that all depends on what you consider quite a lot of money. If we're talking Magic the Gathering standards... Yeah, Dice Masters is very, very cheap. Yes, um, you're on average. I would say the most Im- most expensive card at the moment. I'm not including alternate arts and stuff like that. which are collectors' pieces rather than being expensive because they're game value. Yeah, they're they're alternate versions of a card that already exists. Now the um, 
the the most expensive cards at the moment are Serena, maybe Gobby, um, Hellblazer, Constantine, yeah, and Babs is in, in there as well. Yeah, and they're all they all settle around the fifty pound mark at, at top yeah. end. Now, again, I mentioned this back in episode twenty three. I love the fact that I only need one. Yeah, and then I can use common ones for the dice for the rest of them. Um, yeah, but twenty five to fifty pound are the expensive cards. Yeah, in this game. and there's different ways to get them. I mean, when when we were getting things together, we went into our local gaming shop. And you could you can buy and trade. A lot of gaming shops will do that. They'll you'll buy your trade. You can trade for store credit or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, and get your card straight away. For the harder to get ones that they might not have, you can then go online and pick things up, etc., etc. Um, et um, but it was yeah, it's quite not going through and going. I just went through the deck in the shop and went. I want good Dungeons and Dragons stuff. That's good. That's good. That's good. That not good as in quality good as in alignment heroes shining things um, and I just took all the good stuff unicorns unicorns I've got a load unicorns. of unicorns yes because I like the idea of things that can heal because mm. there's not a lot of healing um, and there's not a lot of sort of one thing you know a resilience list in magic you could build a white deck that would heal you lots yes. doesn't seem to be something that's huge in uh, in Dice Masters, I don't think there's lots of things that do it really well that you can get off quite easily. Interestingly, that was very, very true and until the latest set, Civil War. Mm. Now, Civil War probably has more healing in it than every other set combined. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of ways to get life in this. I don't know if that's going to become more of a thing. Yeah. I kind of hope it does. Um, but anything that lets you heal extends the game. It does, and it's, which is why it's still not efficient. Yeah. Um, and the fact that whereas in Magic you start on 20 life I've played games of Magic where I ended on 400 life yeah Dice Masters you can't go above that 20 yeah Yeah. so healing is pointless until you've taken damage and then not as efficient as trying to damage your opponent for the rest of the game so it really needs to be and if you're being sucker punched for 63 points of damage you're dead you're dead you're dead you're not going to be able to heal it no No. you're not not healing that yeah so I mean, there's some slightly different approaches there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's helped me actually, as a you know brand new Dice Masters player, to to see what people are doing. I'm not necessarily going to rush out and try and get one of these lists, but there are now combinations and ideas, and I've got an idea of what to do when I build a list to make things work together and think. All right, I want lot, I want some of these. Yeah, yeah it's all like it is word. all about synergy. And there's quite a lot of skills and abilities as well with turning over what's going in your bag, mm-hmm. speeding up, getting out the dice that you want, uh, and being efficient in your picks so you've not got crummy dice blocking up your dice bag. Yeah. You're like, oh, I've got these again, I don't want to roll them. You want everything to be have a purpose. Yes. Uh, so that's quite good. It's made me think about, well, about it, that. It gives you a frame of reference, so you yeah. can go, oh, is this going to be any good? Well, how would it perform against some of the other things I've seen? Yeah. If it might be okay against the list we've played today, it's actually probably pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I actually enjoyed the game all this time. Yeah. Last time, I don't know whether it's because I'm not tired, or, <laughs> or as tired, um, or because the list was not necessarily more straightforward. But I knew what I was doing more with it. It's running, hit things really hard, and and hope for the best. As opposed to, I think my first couple of playthroughs, which were 
Oh, I don't know what's happening. I've got Captain America. What's that mean? What is he? Why has he got a shield? It makes no sense. Where's Iron Man? Where's Batman? What's going on? A shield? But people have guns. <laughs> yeah. It's um, made of vibranium. Really? Yes. Yes. It is made of vibranium. That's why you... Vibranium. Vibranium. It's a magic alien metal. Yes. The Black Panther also has a suit made out of because yes. it's also flexible. But it's know. it's vulnerable to gamma rays. Anyway. Yeah, it's odd. <laughs> Before my brain dribbles out my nose. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so you're, you're starting to get in... The more, you've played a few more games and it's starting to make more sense. Yes, it's making more sense. I know what more of the other cards do now. It's not... There's a million cards and I don't know what anything does. Is it enough to tear you away from your beloved pub, Colin? Um, pub, yes. Other games, no. It, that's an improvement. Yes, definitely. I, we'll have I, you play. I think. Do you know what? Yeah. I think it is. It's not the game itself. I think it's. I just don't want collectible card games. Having been addicted to Pokemon in the past, and God knows how much money I spent on those bloody things. Um, I just don't think yeah. I want collectible. And cards. that is the thing because Joe was talking about the meta. If you're going to play other people, and especially when you're going to the competitive thing, the meta does change. You Each new step. Yeah, each new release changes it and you'll need to adapt and keep up and cards will be very desirable for a small amount of time potentially and then when the meta changes suddenly everyone wants to get rid of that $50 card and now mm-hmm. it's a $10 money card because the market's flooded again um, potentially yeah I think that, that kind of shift is going to take a I'd probably say it's going to take a few years for Dice Masters yeah um, because it's still a very early game yeah now, I mean we're 12 sets in but this game's only a couple of years old yeah they do seem to be releasing quite a bit of stuff yeah I hope that slows down yeah, I really do. I establish I, a game and then expand let, a little. The, bit. Let the meta settle. Let people get <laughs> used to it, and then introduce a shift. Don't the moment we've got to a point now where everyone's like, "Yes, this is the things to do." We've got Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles around the corner, yeah. and a few yeah. months after that, we're going to have the Green Arrow and do Flash. Do you think that's to keep you buying, to keep the money coming in, rather than letting the hardcore fans settle? Quite possibly. Yeah. Um, I mean, I suppose it does keep the tournaments. Shaken up because by the time a new tournament roll, rolls around, what was good last year at the nationals is now not the list to play. So but, they're making money and making it interesting, rather than I don't know, I don't know how magic plays, but I don't know if there's a magic card that's came out years ago and is still ridiculously yeah. powerful that everybody would field. Magic's weird, but format-wise, if you're playing in the, you can use any card from ever. Uh, yeah, there's there's cards that you need. If you want to play a decent deck, you pretty much need to have four of that are 60 quid each. Yeah. Uh, That's more than the Dice Masters. Whereas I suppose constantly changing does keep it fresh, in a way. Yeah, Yeah. and I suppose it's a case of of time versus investment. If you're playing Dice Masters casually, and you're playing every couple of weeks, um, then throwing down quite a bit of money does feel like quite a bit of money. If you're playing several games a week you're going along to your local gaming school every week you're playing practice games in between or you're looking to compete at nationals and it's actually like your main gaming fix then actually money for time even chucking 100 150 pounds down on a a team it's a bit like buying a a gaming console for instance it's going to pay for itself in the time that you spent on it yes yeah and obviously money's an awkward we mentioned before money's an awkward thing to talk about because yeah, everyone's levels something. are different yeah. that's it I mean yeah. I that, that's the thing for me it's, it's one of the reasons I've kind of clung to Dice Masters um, 
and have I mean I've I've not even been playing this game for a year. Um, I, I started looking at it properly last time we were at the expo. Um, so all of my stuff has come come in that past year, and um, yeah, it, it, it's it's something that I'm I'm used to playing Magic and games like that where going oh 150 quid will get me a really good team unheard yeah. of that will get me three of the cards that I need yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah so to me it is it is cheap and it is my main gaming fix it is my competitive yeah. outlet in that kind of genre of game um so yeah i i, I think it's yeah, perfectly acceptably priced so yeah, so th- this will come out the Tuesday before the UK Games Expo. Mm-hmm. Joe will be playing on the Friday morning. Yes. And will be easily identifiable by his Critical Twitch t-shirt. Yes. That and has arrived. And ridiculous hair. And ridiculous I hair. I was going to say the hair is probably one of the biggest things you could notice first. Yes. Um, how would we describe Joe's hair? Dreadlocks is generally the... Uh... Enormous dreadlocks. Yes. Yeah, about think waist. tentacles made of hair. Um, we will will actually be that Friday morning. Uh, the rest of the critical twits will be making their way around the press area, uh, but we will mm. probably check in on Joe um, at some point. Uh, what, what you're planning on tweeting throughout the day? Yeah, we're gonna um, we're gonna tweet. So I'm gonna take my dice masters with me. Um, so if any of you fan- are there, anybody listening and fancy a game, uh, if you want a hard court competitive game, I'm sure Joe will, will oblige you. I'll if you want to play an idiot who doesn't know what they're doing, <laughs> then the rest of us will be available as well. Yeah, um, it's quite fun to meet some people, yeah, play some definitely. games. We'll also be playing all sorts of other things. Uh, so please, um, if you're going to be there, follow us on Twitter. We can we can catch up and have a chat. Um, we are at critical underscore twits. Yes, um, for the Twitter as well, as you're going to be tweeting throughout the day. Um, for those people that can't make it or are just interested in what's going on, I'll um, I'll make sure to give a game by game update to one of the twits, so they can keep that updated on the Twitter stream. As we well. might even let you have access. For the day. <gasps> um, Terrible things might happen. Yes, possibly that might be a mistake. Um, Will you let Colin have access? Don't you? Not to the Twitter. Oh, okay. <laughs> Twitter's a scary place. I don't visit. In theory, you can access it because I have. I've put the password and stuff up, but you've never oh, yeah. used it. No, Twitter's a scary place. I got scared when you you said you were looking at our email account. So right. I was like, "What's Colin doing in there?" It's yeah, to do with words because it's linked. <laughs> um, yes, so you can do that. You could also follow myself um, at the Brian Ennis, or you can follow Aaron at. Aaron Ravinsky Colin if you actually remembered your Instagram thing uh, I haven't got a clue what it is no we'll make sure we'll pop a link up if you like art and such yep. like um, but yeah we'll be updating people as we as we go along um, yeah so yeah we're going to be at the, the Games Expo we'll be doing all sorts of things and again the rest of us will be easily identifiable we've got some t-shirts yes um, and yeah it'd be great to, to catch up and uh, actually talk to some people be quite I cool. need a Critical Twits bandana. Yes. That's what needs to happen. And I'll carve my name into the sky. <laughs> no, I got, I got carried away. Um, yeah, so that that's great. Um, if you have enjoyed this, um, you can like, subscribe, share, all that stuff that everyone tells you to do. Um, but you'll make Colin sad if you don't. Actually, we, that's a reason not to. Are we to, encouraging to people to, to press the thumbs down if they didn't enjoy it? Yeah, do that. That's fine. Excellent. But um, tell us why. Yeah. Or tell I them think, why. Um what I think is, is if you've got 
We understand if it's Joe. It's fine if it's Joe. If you've got anything to add, if you've got any suggestions, if anything we said is not clear and you're like, oh, that sounds like a good idea, but I'm not quite sure which card they're doing because Brian talked really quickly because I have a, a habit of doing that. Uh, pop a comment either on SoundCloud or on YouTube. Uh, it's quite nice because we can see the discussion. I mean, talking on Twitter is nice as well, but it kind of disappears into the ether once it's done. Otherwise, we can we can kind of get a bit of a chat going on. It'd be quite, I think, quite cool. Yeah, um, for anyone that's going to go, oh, but you did this wrong, and that's not how that works. Everything was played correctly, but it's new players trying to explain complex mechanics. Yes. So yeah. don't get too upset if it sounded like we were doing something wrong. Or do, but just challenge us and then we'll explain what we actually did. Burger, burger, I rolled dice. Yes. Or if anyone can tell us how the Batman family team is supposed to be quick enough to deal with anything, then that would be great. We yes. might have missed an entirely important aspect of that team. Yes. Yeah. Um, so thank you very much for listening or watching the picture. Still on YouTube. images. The still images on YouTube. Yes. Whatever floats your boat. Um, we've been the Critical Twits and. I've been friend of podcast Joe Lewin. Yes, as I said earlier, the Pele of competitive gaming, the Mozart of tournament play. Just because I was really proud of that when I wrote that earlier. <laughs> you and your words. Uh, so, yes, thank you very much. Um, our next episode will probably be something that we've recorded at the Games Expo to let you know how it's gone. Um, so, tune in. Ne- yes. <laughs> so, yes. so, tune in, tune in next time uh, to find out how it went. Thank you very much. Bye, bye, bye.